Hello, hi, welcome. Uh, the name of the show is Politics. Although <laughs> I call it Politics, and the title of this episode is Fair Play. My name is Presh. And I'm Ty. And uh, how was your thing last week? Um, well, uh, your test, I mean, because that, that, <laughs> that's why we couldn't record, because you're studying for a test. How was the test? Yeah, it was pretty good. Did yeah. you get the marks back? No. All right. It's going to be a while until that happens. Sure. But I would have loved it if it was a zero. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I studied all week. <laughs> I actually got minus marks. <laughs> anyway, some cleanup from last week. I don't remember what, so it's not really from last week. But I don't really remember what episode it was from. Yes. And I might have cleaned this up before, but within the story, I'm right. So okay. <laughs> it bears repeating. Okay. Right? Right. I said CPR is for a stopped heart. Yes. And you said it was for an irregular heartbeat. Yes. So I googled and it is for a stopped heart. Ah, damn. So I remembered this because when I was doing the first aid course, yes. they said, uh, I asked a lady like, what if we push down too hard and hurt the person? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And she was like, well, their heart stopped. <laughs> so <laughs> if you can restart their heart, they're not going to be <laughs> upset about being a little bit hurt. <laughs> <You know? laughs> So uh, that's how I remember that you do CPR for a stopped heart. Oh, so, yeah. okay. My apologies. Mm. Uh, all right. So can we get into the news of the week? Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, in Variety, they published an article about the MCU. Yes. So I'm just going to read the article and then you can stop me if there's anything you want to ask or discuss. Okay. Uh, if not, at the end, we'll... We'll discuss it. <laughs> right. right. So, this past September, a group of Marvel creatives, including studio chief Kevin Feige, assembled in Palm Springs for the studio's annual retreat. Like the Avengers. Yes, very right. nice. Yes. <laughs> Whoever wrote this article. <laughs> it must have felt so powerful. <laughs> it's not a get-together. It's a, it's a, they assembled. It's an All assembly, right. yes. Most years, the vibe would have been confident. Even cocky, given how the premier superhero brand owned by Disney since 2009 has made the entertainment or has remade the entertainment business in its image. Right. But this occasion was angst ridden. Mm. Everyone at Marvel was reeling from a series of disappointments on screen. A legal scandal involving one of its biggest stars and questions about the viability of the studio's ambitious strategy to extend the brand beyond movies into streaming. The most pressing issue to be discussed at the retreat was what to do about Jonathan Majors, the actor who had been poised to carry the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but instead of headed to a high-profile trial in New York later this month on domestic violence charges. The actor insists he is the victim, but the damage to his reputation and the chance he could lose the case has forced Marvel to reconsider its plans to center the next phase of its interlocking slate of sequels, spin-offs and series around Major's villainous character, Kang the Conqueror, who we've covered uh, on the show uh, in the yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah. 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 And like the week after, that's when the allegations about him came out and yeah. can I stop you know I said <laughs> if you want to stop and discuss uh, I want to stop right okay right he's tried like a number of stunts mm. to <laughs> get back in the good graces so like there's an obviously obviously staged video okay. where there's these uh, like two girls fighting 
Right. And then Jonathan Majors, <laughs> see, seemingly, you know, driving down the road, stops. <laughs> and this is all film, by the way. He stops, he, get out of, he gets out of his car and he stops them fighting. <laughs> you know, like when you stand your hands out on either side. Yes. You're standing like Jesus. He was, <laughs> it's like Christ of the cross. He was... <laughs> Oh, I didn't cover a news or anything because it's like, all right, this is obviously a a person trying to sway public favor in in the domestic uh, violence case. Yes. So, I don't I don't really want to talk about that. That's obviously a publicity stunt. I don't want to yeah. give it more publicity, even though I'm talking about it. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I couldn't keep it in. <laughs> Coming and standing and holding them. <laughs> it's too funny. It's too funny. All right. <laughs> but anyway, I'm so I'm ready to be proven wrong. Yes. But based on like his actions after the fact. Yeah. I believe he's guilty. Okay. Which, you know, what about uh, the presumption of innocence? You know. Yeah. That's for the court. I'm not a court. <laughs> I don't have to presume anything. <laughs> In you know, the court of public opinion doesn't need, uh, you know, the the burden of proof is much lower. Yeah. So that in, is true. In my opinion, I believe that he is all. Well, I don't know if it's his wife or because when we covered the article, it, uh, it said it was his girlfriend. Yeah. But then later on, somebody I was speaking with somebody else, and they said it was his wife. So. Mm. I don't know. Just somebody he was involved with. There's a domestic violence uh, allegation. Maybe it was two separate incidents, and it was both his wife and his girlfriend. Sure. I in don't w- know. In which case, he's also a cheater. All right, but that's not a. No, it's not a. It's crime. not an issue for the courts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. You can't put cheating and domestic assault on the same, on the same level. You know, we need. We need to have some, some scale. You know, <laughs> these are not these are not similar crimes. Uh, anyway, at the gathering in Palm Springs, executive discussed backup plans, including pivoting to another comic book adversary like Doctor Doom, but making any shift would carry its own headaches. Majors was already a big presence in the MCU, including as the scene stealing antagonist in February's Ant Man and the Wasp on Tamania. Mm-hmm. And he has been positioned as the franchise's next big thing in the season of Loki, particularly in the finale, which airs on. <laughs> is this <laughs> is this hidden uh, uh, ads for <laughs> Loki? For Loki. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like that. <laughs> right, uh, particularly in the finale, which airs on November 9th and sets up Kang as the titular star of the fifth Avengers film in 2026, oh. which is. Kang the Conqueror. The Kang Dynasty. Close. <laughs> That's the name of the, <laughs> the movie. Right? Marvel is truly fucked with the whole Kang angle, says one top deal maker. Who has seen the final Loki episode. And they haven't had an opportunity to rewrite until very recently. Because yes. of the Righteous Guild strike. Yeah. Right? Right. And I don't see a part to how they move forward with him. Beyond the bad press for majors, the brain trust at Marvel is also grappling with the November release of The Marvels, a sequel to 2019's blockbuster Captain Marvel that has been plagued with lengthy reshoots and now appears likely to underwhelm at the box office. Oh. 
I saw a trailer for this set uh, when I went to watch Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Yeah. And? It didn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> and uh, I don't want to say it's obvious, mm. but, but uh, Photon, mm. uh, she debuted in WandaVision. Yeah. And Miss Marvel debuted in her own show. Yeah. So it's like having two TV show characters set up elsewhere. Uh, you know, if you've just been following the movies, it's going to... Yeah, it's well. I obviously haven't seen it. Maybe they like explain them very well, so you don't need to have seen the series. Yeah, or something I like. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I'm ready to be corrected until we see it. But I'm saying promotion-wise, yeah, people would be like, "Who the fuck are these people?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. It mm. could have been Captain Marvel two. Uh, Electric No. <laughs> Captain Marvel 2, we got the gang back together. Oh, we've got a gang together now. <laughs> Alright, so back to the article. This is an all this is all an unprecedented turn of fortune for a company that has enjoyed nearly an uninterrupted string of hits ever since it started independently producing its movies with 2008's Iron Man. That wildly profitable run culminated in the 2.8 billion success of 2019's Avengers Endgame, a high watermark for the studio that has earned nearly 30 billion over 32 films. That's insane. Replicating, because it's like yeah, <laughs> a billion per movie, <laughs> nearly. <laughs> That's <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> Pretty good, if you ask me. Um, but yeah, replicating that kind of phenomenon is never easy. However, the source of Marvel's current troubles can be traced back to 2020. That's when the COVID pandemic ushered in a mandate to help boost Disney's stock price with an endless torrent of interconnected Marvel content for the studio's fledgling streaming platform, Disney+. According to the plan, there would never be a lapse in superhero fare, with either film in theaters or a new television series streaming at any given moment. Which is what's happening at the moment. Well... Not really. There's gaps between their their TV shows. Oh, I guess they. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I kind of agree. But because I'm thinking before Loki, what was the last TV show? Uh, I want to say Secret Wars. Yes. Oh fuck! I forgot about. It. <laughs> <laughs> you just completely <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> <That just, laughs> I forgot about its existence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that that finished a few weeks go by. Then Loki. Yeah. So it's not well. Their plan was they wouldn't go away, but yeah. you know, it hasn't worked out that way. Yeah. As of now, right? Right. Uh, where, where where am I now? But the ensuing tsunami of spandex proved to be too much of a good thing, <laughs> and the demands of churning out so much programming taxed the Marvel apparatus. Moreover, the need to tease out interwoven storylines over so many disparate shows, movies, and platforms created a muddled narrative that baffled viewers. The Marvel machine was pumping out a lot of content. Did it get to the point where there was just too much and they were burning people out on superheroes? It's possible, says Wall Street analysis Eric Handler, who covers Disney. The more you do, the tougher it is to maintain quality. They tried experimenting with breaking some new characters like Shang-Chi and the Eternals with mixed results. With budgets as big as these, you need home runs. The Marvels, which opens in theaters on November 10th, will struggle to get the ball past the infield, at least by Marvel's outsized standards. 
Now, folks, <laughs> I know we have a lot of American listeners, but uh, that's a baseball term. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so you have the infield, where which is you know where the square is that you run around. The diamond. The diamond. Yeah. Uh, never mind. I was going to say a diamond is a square. <laughs> it's diamond is a rectangle. Basically, yeah. 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 Rectangle is the like uh, the top one, and then. It gets broken down into more specific, mm. like a square is a rectangle. Yeah, a trapezoid is a rectangle. Yeah, it's just four sides, and it can be different lengths or whatever. Well, it, it's the opposite. Have no, that's a square. Yeah, a rectangle can have any. Why are we? Uh, <laughs> this I don't is, know. <laughs> I blame you for this. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. But anyway, uh, it will struggle to get the ball past the infield. So that means. You want to hit it out of the stadium, obviously. Yes. But second to that, you want to get it in the outfield so you have time to run around. Yes. But now you've only hit it in the infield. There's lots of fielders there, yeah. or whatever they call it in <laughs> baseball. Yeah, fielders. So it's not, uh, it's not good. Hmm. And he, he said, "We need a home run. That's when you run all around." <laughs> Speaking of baseball, the Astros won the World Series. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just gave him a a very bit like, what the fuck are you talking about? Look, do you watch baseball? Yes. All right. <sighs> it's like the cricket of America. Yeah. They, Pretty much. Yeah. Anyway, I don't like cricket. <laughs> I do. I'm not gonna say I love it. You know there was that song. They're like, I don't like cricket. I love it. Which yes. <laughs> in Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, DiCaprio said something similar. He's like, "Oh, I don't love. I don't like whiskey. I love it." Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so the movie, which cost two hundred and fifty million and sees Brie Larson reprising her role as Captain Marvel, is tracking to open at seventy-five million to eighty million, far below the one hundred and eighty-five million Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness took in domestically in its debut weekend last year. So. Nearly half. How do they track that? Like pre-sales. Oh, right. Okay. Like uh, they I just have like a lot of data. Mm. Like this many pre-sales usually equates to this many seats. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's uh, outliers that don't, you know, yeah. conform to those trends, but mm. they just talk in generalities. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, Directed by Nia DaCosta, the Marvel unites Larson's heroine with two superpowered allies, Tiona Paris's Monica Rambeau, introducing WandaVision, and Iman Vellani's Kamala Khan from Ms. Marvel. But instead of seamlessly building on the success of Captain Marvel, this movie resulted in four weeks of reshoots to bring coherence to a tangled storyline. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Then my brows were raised again when DaCosta began working on another film while the Marvels were still in post-production. The filmmaker moved to London earlier this year to begin prepping for a Tessa Thompson drama, Hedda. Uh, a representative for DaCosta declined to comment. All right, I'm stopping again. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. It's, uh, that's not unusual. Yeah. Because lots of direct, like, they're not involved with the post-production, you know, it's just the, they like, just, the CGI's, doing, you know, yeah. CGI technicians, you know, adding effects. Mm. And, like, the director can't you know because really really, they they know what they're supposed to do yeah and they're just doing it so a lot of uh directors do that they yeah. 
they leave the post-production stuff to the people who do their shit. <laughs> they move on. I'm pretty sure uh, Steven Spielberg, yeah. in one year... All right, you probably don't know this. Okay. How, how, what happened in 1993 to Steven Spielberg? What happened in 1993? Well, not like, like what, what movies did he put out? What? Alien. Alien. Um, 1993. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Alien. And That's the best I've got. All right. Alien came out in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> I was close. <laughs> 14 years. <laughs> right. So. Spielberg, in one year, released yes. Jurassic Park, oh. which at the time was the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Titanic Avatar came along yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Big Jim, you know, took the crown. But at that time, the highest grossing movie of all time. That same year, yes. he makes uh, Schindler's List oh. and he wins Best Director and Best Best Picture at the Oscars. I, I'm not sure about Best Picture, but definitely Best Director. Right. <laughs> right. So Spielberg's 1993 is looked at like as one of the the greatest years for a director because it's like he got the box office results yeah. and he got the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So he uh, did all right for yeah, himself. A full year. Yeah. But in that case, he didn't oversee the Jurassic Park post-production. Yeah. He let the... You know, <laughs> the, the post producers do yeah, their do post their thing, yes. yeah. and then he moved on to. Oh, it may have been the other uh, other way around that he left Schindler's, Schindler's List, List and the post production team did stuff there. Whatever the case is, <laughs> I don't know why they're singling her out like this. It's very strange. Strange. Yeah. Well, I've heard it alleged online that you know because the Marvels is projected to be such a flop, mm. Marvel are looking for like a scapegoat to say. Uh, it's this person's fault so yeah that makes sense potentially <laughs> this, they're like uh, variety sources a person at Marvel yeah and so they've you know they've uh, fed them this. this piece of information yeah. yeah back to the article okay the Marvels has seen its release date move back twice two once to swap places with Quantumania which was deemed further along and again when its debut shifted from July to November to give the filmmakers more time to tinker but that extra time didn't necessarily help. In June, Marvel, which traditionally only solicits feedback from Disney employees and their friends and families, took the uncharacteristic step of holding a public test screening in Texas. The audience gave the film middling reviews. But Marvel has never been in the business of being average. Kevin's real superpower, his genius, has always been in post-production and getting his hands on movies and making sure that they are finished strongly, the source adds. These days, he's spread thin. Feige declined to comment for the story. Feige isn't the only person showing signs of strain. Marvel's entire VFX, that means visual effects, battalion, including... <laughs> Why are you laughing? No reason. I'm just, uh, I'm trying to fill in the, the but, gaps. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah, makes sense. Uh, entire battalion, including staffers and vendors, is struggling to keep pace with a never-ending stream of productions. This past February, when the credits rolled at the world premiere of Quantumania, shock rippled through the Regency Village Theatre in Westwood over some shoddy CGI. There were at least mm. 10 scenes where the visual effects had been added at the last minute and were out of focus, says one veteran power broker who was there. It was insane. I've never seen something like that in my entire career. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a bit hyperbolic, but all right, I don't know this man's career. All right, so listeners, this was taking very long. So <laughs> we just pa paused the pod and we 
just read the article and just took notes of certain took note of certain things we wrote those things down and uh, we're just gonna discuss like the I guess head well, it's not the headline you know yeah it's like just... pieces pieces we thought were informa- uh, important information yeah well this is entertainment not things that important mm-hmm. but <laughs> you know uh, would you mind uh, yeah of course so like the one of the main points was that Ant-Man was pushed forward by four months which led to a ton of strain on the VFX workers mm. who I mean they were starting to work like 14 hour days with no overtime pretty bad <laughs> yeah that, that kind of sucks my opinion <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, so eventually uh, with that and She-Hulk uh, as well they kind of they decided that enough was enough and they voted to unionize in September because of the crazy strain that they were under. Um, oh, sorry, I mentioned She-Hulk without even... Yeah. Yeah. Um, She-Hulk, they... So originally, they they watched through She-Hulk and the her transformation only actually happens in... The end of the season. Yeah, like right at the end of the season. And so they then decided that it should happen at the beginning of the season in the pilot episode which i think originally should have been what should have happened well i don't know like uh this is this is kind of what they used to do in the early 2000s mm. that like you'll just be a regular person and at the end of the finale they get the actual powers oh so I see. like well this is not a good example but smallville Mm. They only let him fly in the final episode. Oh. Which, <laughs> 12 seasons. <laughs> they made us 12 seasons to see Superman fly. Yeah, because obviously that's a TV show and that to slow roll it. Yeah. So I understand that thinking of, well, they build up, build up, build up. And, you know, they actually build up the character before they get their powers. So, yeah. you know, you can see how they behave with and without their powers. Mm. You know, uh, that's not a bad idea. But, you know, they seem to have disagreed and yeah. <laughs> reconfigured their whole show. Mm. And so, yeah, because they, you know, they decided that she would transform in the pilot episode, the VFX team then had to fix all of that and do all of that in uh, quite a hurry. Yeah. In like a very short <laughs> amount of time. Just changing the entire script around, uh, I assume, is a <laughs> tough thing to... <laughs> Undo. Yeah, it's it's probably not an easy task. Mm. Um, but, well, I don't want to say luckily for them because it's probably like... Uh, how do I describe it? It's... I guess they kind of got a pass with the whole Victoria Alonso thing. You know, she was fired from uh, Disney in... What... I like don't know, July. but I remember we covered the story that uh, she was the head of the visual effects mm. and she was fired. Yeah. And I said, you know, perhaps later on, if we see an improvement in the visual effects, we would know it was her. Yeah. 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 So what are you saying about it? Um, they kind of like, I guess they kind of got a pass because she then, she was then blamed for all the like low quality stuff so they throw under the bus yeah pretty much all right yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then from there the article goes on to say that um people are kind of 
sort of, I guess, getting tired of Marvel. Superhero fatigue. Yeah, superhero fatigue. Well, uh, we've been warned against superhero fatigue for many years now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, there was an article posted in 2008 saying, we're, we're, being, we're being bombarded with superhero movies. And that was the same year um, Iron, the Man. MC, Iron Man came out and the MCU started. That's, yeah. <laughs> that year, is when they said there's way too much. All right, but yeah. yeah. So, but, oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt. But mm. in like 24, at the end of 2013, yeah. Iron Man 3 and Thor The Dark World were received very poorly. Yeah. And people said then as well that superhero fatigue is setting in, people aren't gonna So it gets compared to Westerns a lot. Mm. They used most movies used to be Westerns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be so many fucking Westerns. But like you very, very rarely see them today. Yeah. There's maybe like one or two every year. Yeah. So they're saying superhero movies will go the way of the Western where mm. it's just people don't care about it anymore. They go west. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, because of that flood of content as well, um, the quality of the stuff that Marvel is producing is also suffering because it's like, you know, they're trying to get things out like not every week, but, you know, like yeah. very, well, with that, very that, short gaps. That, that's the thing. You, you need to let an idea percolate, right? Mm. Yeah. You have an idea... And you think, oh, it's going to go like this. Yeah. But then, like, you think about it more and it's like, oh, that doesn't really make sense. Maybe it should go like this. Mm. So you need that time to sort of work the story out. And if they're having, like, a, a very short window of time to work, they could be just throwing every idea and it's not thought out all the way through because they just don't have the time to, to you know, think, think, of, the, yeah. think of the larger consequences of what it means. Because obviously, the... The value add mm. or the the thing that makes Marvel unique is that everything connects. Yeah. So right. if something in She-Hulk gets said like uh, the moon was destroyed, <laughs> you know? we can't have another movie where the moon is there. You know, like yeah. it's all supposed to be connected. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. They could have a plot line that they don't think about the wider implications of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, carry right. on. So anyway. Um, I guess kind of as a result of that, uh, Kevin Feige has decided to like, okay, I wouldn't say for every movie, but for, um, oh, damn it. I didn't write it down, but there's a, a movie that was originally scheduled for the end of this year. Blade. Yeah. Blade. Um, Blade has now been pushed to 2025 and... Well, originally they were going through like tons of writers and different directors trying to figure out where they really wanted to go with it. Um, And now they've just decided to scrap the whole script, restart, um, make it more budget, I guess. Yeah, well, they announced that it'll be 100 million, whereas the Marvels was 250 million. I think Ant-Man was also... Somewhere between 200 and 250. Mm. So, yeah, definitely a scale back from where they are now. Yeah. In you know, they don't want to... Like, well, it didn't used to be a risk, yeah. you know, because they used to make so much money. But yeah. uh, now it's riskier to put out a superhero, so it makes sense to 
have a smaller budget. Yeah. To kind of like I guess offset that risk, they 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 talking of bringing back the original Avengers. Like Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson, you know, reviving them and Yes. Yeah. Well mm. in artistically yeah. I think that would be a bad idea. Yeah. Because it's like you you're cheapening their deaths. Yeah. Uh they, a, sorry, mm, Karen. They had like really sentimental deaths as well, you know, it was like it it left an impact. Mm. And now to bring it back it's just kind of why did you do it in the first place? And I guess, well, the, originally it, well, it's they did because, it because of the sacrifices. That's how they beat. That's why they did it in the first place. Yeah. But now to bring it back, it just kind of. Well, th- that's what I was going to say. Artistically, no. Yeah. But th- in comics, this happens all the time. It's. Uh, I would be shocked if they didn't bring them back. Oh. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, like even in What If, mm. the, the TV show, they've yeah. been exploring different universes where. Hawkeye died and Scarlet uh, uh, I was going to say Scarlet Johansson uh, Black, Widow <laughs> Black Widow survives um, what if this happens what if that happens you know that's yeah. what if what if right? yeah <laughs> so uh, it's, I thought it's only a matter of time until they go back and they well that's that's the point of the multiverse right they can mm. grab a Robert Downey Jr. from another universe yeah so it's could. not these characters that died they're mm. dead yeah but this is a different universe thing. That's I just assumed that was going to happen from the <laughs> beginning, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't know if the movie going public. Mm. Just your your average fan that doesn't read comics. Yeah, if they would be fine with that. Yeah, but what mm. do I know? There's only one way to find out. Yeah. Well, the the okay, carry on. In other uh, in other news, uh, the article goes on to talk about Jonathan Majors and how he he's had a multitude of different problems with um, you know being a uh, an assaulter, uh, an assailant, if you will. Um, you know he's like he's had fights with lots of different people, and um, they still don't know what to do with him. Uh, Obviously, I guess pending the results of his court case, which I believe is happening at the end of this month, end of November. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see on that. But they have there. Well, there's talk that they had already been looking at other alternatives to him because of the poor box office performance of, uh, well, especially Ant Man, I guess was kind of the main one. Yeah, that's the only movie he's been in. Obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? They said uh, they're blaming him for the poor performance of Quantumania. Yes. Which I don't think he's a good person. No. I think he's definitely going to be convicted for the assault case. Yeah. But he's not the reason Quantumania failed. Probably There's, not. <laughs> we did an episode on it. Please go listen. <laughs> but Please. Yes, he's... he's uh, He's probably the best part of that movie. Mm. It's the the writing, yeah. the story, the uh, some of the acting, yeah. the visual effects. It's like a lot more comes down to the production rather than him. Yeah. And uh, if he wasn't guilty, 
Yeah, I would say he's being made a scapegoat in the same way Victoria Alonso was. Mm, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but if he is guilty, then which he is? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But <laughs> is that it? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I was going to go into the details of it, but the top line version of this is the CEO of HBO. Yeah, was on Twitter yeah. at some point. <laughs> at and, some point, yeah, and he saw a TV critic. Uh, criticized <laughs> really one of his shows is called Perry Mason right do you know what Perry Mason is no so it was a 1960s show it's a revival of it all right they, okay. right mm. and even in the 1960s it was set in the 1930s oh. so he, <laughs> I've never watched it but he's like an investigator right like a Sherlock Holmes type right maybe but okay. more like Street, you get me. Yeah, he's not a snooty Londoner. He's, he's a he's a working class man. Right, a working class detective. <laughs> but most again, of them are. Uh, let me be honest. Like I've said, <laughs> I've never watched Perry Mason. <laughs> this is just the vibe I've got. <laughs> Maybe he is an upper classman. Maybe he's the he's the king of a country. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's the king of Monaco. He, he just gives me a working class vibe, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so the HBO CEO yes. gets into contact with somebody in his corporation. They set up like a, a bunch of like. I think temps yeah to start uh harassing like, not harassing just firing back at the critics who <laughs> <laughs> like it's not harassment is like fuck you you fucking bitch or something like that yeah. it's like they making points against what the person said that, right. that that's what I'm saying okay uh well what the article said which you read as well but uh, yeah I don't know it never said harassment <laughs> anyway <laughs> you've just inserted that on <laughs> but yes uh now this is all part of a bigger story that because they're being sued mm, for yeah. the certain people at HBO felt that they were wrongfully terminated right and this is a side story that came up <laughs> <laughs> because uh like there was a bunch of emails and stuff that became public because of these wrongful terminations yeah and that's how right. people found out so the reason I bring this up is please hire me <laughs> i would love <laughs> i would love to to get online and argue with people <laughs> on tv shows all day oh my god i do that already for free <laughs> would, like give me an internship right 3 months i'll show you on the hardest way. <laughs> you know i get up 4am i'm there on the floor 5am I, i crack my knuckles and i start <laughs> i start I start typing, right? And then after three months, I want a, you know, a CEO's pay. No, just a, a decent salary. Okay, fair enough. You know, a livable salary. I'm not a greedy person. I just want to harass people up there, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, have a fight, like a a nice living. Yeah, is that is that right. so wrong? Is that <laughs> yeah. should I be cancelled for that, folks? I don't think so. Maybe. But anyway, <laughs> HBO CEO, let me know. <laughs> let me know. And did you listen to last week's episode? Yes. I also tried to get a job from Mike. Pence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope like nobody at my company is listening to this. Like, is he trying to <laughs> chop himself up to <laughs> all these things? All right. Well, the final story. Well, my final story. I don't know what you have. No. Well, 
I see you brought a newspaper with you. <laughs> you brought a stack of newspapers. I wonder I wonder what that's about. But um Mike Johnson. Yes. Does that mean anything to you? No. The name sounds familiar, but I don't know from where. Well, I think you're thinking of Michael Jackson. No. Mike Jackson. Definitely not. And Magic Jordan. I mean Michael Jordan. Maybe. And you conflu- conflating it into Mike what's his fucking name? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Johnson. Right. Oh, Mike yeah. Johnson is the new speaker of the house. <gasps> That's where I, yeah, I have I don't know. I don't know. I, You're not very chapter. No. Yeah. But I did read an article uh, about it. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's been a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been a month and they they again, when we covered this on the show, mm. I just assumed that they had a plan. <laughs> Why would you <laughs> they the the like the the far right mm. uh people in the house took yeah. down Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, like I assume you'd have a plan after that, but yeah. No. Anyway, so they got this guy Mike Johnson in. I've never heard of him before. I was just reading through his record. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say bibliography. <laughs> uh, but his filmography. Yeah, his filmography, but yeah, he he's from Louisiana. He's oh. the the I don't know if he's from there, but he's the di- district representative from Louisiana. All right. And uh so he's pretty much from Louisiana. Well, I don't think you have to be from the the place to be there. Uh their representative yeah but then how do you represent people if you don't i'm saying you move there it's not uh you're living in another state and you represent them oh i see okay you move to louisiana you get voted in as the the representative yes, but i'm saying right. they could be from somewhere else yeah okay that's what i was saying you like oh i'm going to get voted in from another place <sighs> i was just thinking about running as a representative from here And see well, I think you have to be an American. Damn. At least he, but it's not like so for the president you have to have been born there. Yeah. But you can't be a naturalized citizen. Yeah. So like if I go there, I get a green card, mm. I become a permanent citizen, I could never be president. Yeah. Right. It's you have to have been born there. Yeah. And that's why Obama's term wasn't ele- <laughs> wasn't legitimate. He's from Kenya, folks. He's from Kenya. Where's the birth certificate? Where's the birth certificate, folks? He never showed it to us. He's from Kenya. He's, he's a Muslim from Kenya. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> for uh, to be a House representative, if you are a naturalized citizen, I believe you can become a House right. rep. Okay. So and same for. Uh, center. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, I don't know too much but uh he's just a right-wing ghoul from everything I've read. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Can we get into context for this movie? Yeah, of course. So, this is a movie made by writer and first-time director Chloe Domo. Mm. I don't I don't know if that's how you pronounce her. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I've only seen it written, so no idea. Mm. I'm assuming it's like a French Domo. and yeah. not domont it could be either like domont is like uh i don't know somewhere <laughs> it's not french if you ask me right yeah you're right she previously wrote on the tv shows ballers do okay you, do you know what ballers is uh no well it's the rocks tv show oh and 
a few of my friends love it. Uh, okay. <laughs> always talking about ballers <laughs> because well, you, uh, I think he's a sports star or something like a maybe a NFL player. He, so okay, the Rock and all his friends right. in the show. Oh, so that's why they have money and they're balling. Oh, <laughs> right? yeah, makes sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so they live like flashy lives, and I think that's what attracts my friends. Mm. But. I've never watched this and I never will. Okay. And uh, well, I'm not, maybe not never will, you know. Mm. I've done worse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Shooter. Do you know what Shooter is? No. Another TV show I never watched. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> it's uh there's a former marine. He's just living a peaceful life. Okay. And he stumbles or uncovers a plot to kill the president. Yes. And uh, he has to use his marine skills to uh oh. stop it. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Never seen it as well. So, I don't know. Did he save the president too? <laughs> you know, I don't know what his skill set is. Uh, yeah. He has a very specific set of skills. I don't know that either. <laughs> I've never watched it. I can't. I don't know what he has. He could have no skills whatsoever. <laughs> he is like Inspector Gadget, uh, Booster Gold, Mr. Magoo. He's just, yeah, he somebody just by luck it works out for him. Or he has a small little assistant who, you know, does something. Uh, but anyway, so I'm not precisely sure, but I think this is an independent movie. Yeah. Like I try to find more information, but there's very little <laughs> online, but it's not attached to any of the major studios. Right. Mm. right. And it made his debut at one of the film fi- one of the film festivals, in this case Sundance, okay. and it was very well received and triggered a bidding war between Netflix, Searchlight, and Neon. Okay. Have you heard of those? I've heard of Netflix. Sure. Yeah. Do you know Neon? No. So we've talked about A24 a lot on this show. Yeah. But Neon is their like closest competitor. Oh, I see. Okay. I like Neon a lot. Okay. I was going to say more than A24. It's just Neon has like maybe two or three movies a year. Mm. Whereas A24 has like eight, nine, ten. They just pump them yeah. up. But Neon kind of... Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Neon wants this movie, you know you're in good hands. Yeah. Right? Uh, with Netflix winning out with a bid of $20 million. That's a lot of for dollars. the distribution rights. Yeah. Right? I don't remember where I heard it, but this one sentence sold me on the movie. Okay. So, Chloe Domont was inspired by 90s Michael Douglas thriller movies, which oh. I assume to be like Basic Instinct, <coughs> The Game, Disclosure, Fatal Attraction, even though that one came from the 80s, but... <laughs> they don't have to know. <laughs> now that I've seen the movie, so I wrote this before. Right. I'd seen the movie, and now that I've seen it, the... It's very clearly Wall Street and Disclosure are the two main ones. Main ones yeah. that, that are, which Wall Street also came out in the eighties. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't say that one. That's <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yes, I like Michael Douglas movies from the late eighties and early <laughs> nineties. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it stars Alden Einreich. Uh, but for the sake of brevity, I'm going to call him Han Solo. Okay. Uh, Same difference. Yeah. Yeah. He's having a big year, right? Yeah. He was in Cocaine Bear, mm. Oppenheimer, and now this. Pretty and, good uh, trilogy for the year. <laughs> Just a, a bizarre, <laughs> bizarre three. Cocaine Bear, Oppenheimer. <laughs> Fair play. Well, 
It also stars Phoebe Dinovor. Again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, who I'd never heard of before, but I checked her filmography, and the only thing I recognized was Bridgerton. Oh, so I've heard of that. Again, I've never seen it, but I believe it's very popular with girls around my age. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I see, like, memes getting posted. Yeah. But, uh, again, I'll never watch this, so who cares? Our parents like Bridgerton. Do they? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well. It's very strange. Mm. Yeah. Now I mean I'm even more sure <laughs> not to watch that because yeah some very very poor judgment from them on TV shows <laughs> yeah you know your dad told me he only watches new movies yes he doesn't watch old movies yes which <laughs> what about what about and then I list like a number of amazing movies pre two thousand and he's like oh, I don't wanna uh, any. Anything pre like twenty twenty, mm. he decides that he's not going to watch it. And when he does watch it, he falls asleep. Yes, <laughs> he misses like three quarters of the movie. <laughs> That's called seeing it to him. But anyway, into the movie now. So, so, I love the dress up. The dress up. The, you know, I was the outfits. Say, outfits. Yeah. Uh, the fits yeah business casual baby there's some very nice fits so this is the thing mm. unfortunately I work for a company that uh, you can wear whatever you want oh no so <laughs> uh, another thing I see online is that like people I used to go to school with university with they wear suits to work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I well when I went to work yes. I would just wear like Sweatpants. Oh, <laughs> no. Like, oh, no. Oh, now I just walk around in my underwear. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking on in envy at the the finance people. <laughs> like, Alden Einreich had a, a real nice coat yeah. at one point. I don't know. I can't tell you when it was. I just <laughs> I saw a coat. So I was like, ooh, nice coat, man. You must be so cold. <laughs> uh, well... I thought she looked fine, but mm. it became a plot point that he keeps nagging her about her clothes. Yeah. So I'm, even I began to think like, what's what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we'll get into it later, but yeah, I think he was just gaslighting her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounded like it. Mm. Anyway. Like that's also a big plot point in this movie. Mm. Like the, the mental warfare, because he starts reading those books. Mm. Yeah, we'll mm. get to that. Yeah. Now, right? Yeah. So, this movie is about a fragile male ego. Yes. Which some hate even when their partner makes more money than them. Yeah. Which, uh, and an added layer in this situation is that they have the same job and she was promoted over him. Yeah. But uh, if my partner were making more money, I'd just be like, Go. Oh, can, can you play? Can you buy me a PlayStation? <laughs> Please. Oh, take me out for dinner. <laughs> and then just buy the most expensive thing on the menu. Just take advantage. But, I, I would gladly be a house husband. Mm, but uh, for whatever reason, <laughs> there's, there's people who don't like that. They uh, it, mm. they feel it under under minds undermines their masculinity yeah which uh, no I would argue that their fragility is underlining their undermining <laughs> their masculinity but you know yeah yeah your thoughts 
Um, I like that they... Okay, well, right at the beginning. Mm. I like that they had, like, a nice chemistry. You know, I it was like... They kind of... They're so in love. They can laugh about embarrassing things. Like, you know, when they go into the bathroom and she gets a period early. And, and the blood's all up yeah. her dress. That was upsetting. But <laughs> whatever. It, it happens, you know. It's natural. Yeah, but I don't want you on me. That is what it is. All right. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I like that they... It kind of like... It... Uh, shifts you know it shows a shift as they like from the beginning where they're so in love and they're so uh chemistry ye that uh chemistry chemistry ye look they, i think he changes yeah she stays the same and at the very end she also changes yeah i think she changes because he's changed yeah i, I yeah. didn't say it's not the case but yeah it's like a very um quick thing where like when she goes and she hears about the promotion and she comes back home and she tells him he just immediately switches it's like a switch flips inside him it's like it's I found it most notable in the bathroom like you know when they're at home and they're getting ready uh, in the first like the first time we see it they're like all over each other they there's a lot of physical contact and a lot of um yes know. i understand yeah. bro they they not you said the it changed i understand yeah what else what else um i i see her reason for um well i see their reason for going to work separately however why can't they just go to work like together like they walk in at the same time like it just maybe it happens to be that they catch the same train because it stops in places that are convenient for them is that it what is that the extent of i think they should be together you know yeah like uh most companies have no problem with employees dating Mm. like uh you just need to like talk to talk about it to hr yeah. So that they, like the company knows if there's, uh, if like one person gets, you know, one person gets promoted and then they give preferential treatment to their partner, you know, the company knows that there's a conflict of interest there. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. So, the, but it's very frowned upon mm. because, uh, excuse the phrase, but you don't want to eat where you shit. Hey, she said that in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, she said something similar. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, the... It's if you if they have a breakup, yeah, uh, a bad breakup. Even if it's not a bad breakup, even it's a if it's an amicable one, <laughs> just amicable a regular one, breakup. It's awkward seeing them all the time. Yeah, uh, maybe you still have lingering feelings. Yeah, and they, or maybe you're not the one who called it off. They're the one who called it off. So you still have feelings, but uh, you know, yeah, they've they've like closed you off. So. It can get awkward in an office environment. Yeah, that's that not a true. place where you should uh, be looking for love. Yeah, but uh, again, not illegal, just, just frowned, frowned upon. upon. And in this movie, she says people will ju- will judge us. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> that's even worse than <laughs> who cares what people think, bro? That's uh, uh, well, it's it's 
you you see her being influenced a lot about from people's opinions mm, yeah. and it's finally at the end of the movie when she kind of i don't know stops being in stands up for herself yeah But that's and like instead of taking what other people say she she does her own thing believed in herself yeah and picked up a knife and <laughs> cut him up <laughs> just a little bit slice and dice <laughs> mm. oh. you know how like emotional you have to be to stab someone or threaten to stab someone yeah that's insane well anyway sorry back to the the thing about her being influenced yeah so he makes comments about her what does he say like uh, you look like a cupcake oh yeah so then she she went and she, we see her go and she changes clothes yeah to something more she goes and buys clothes to change into yes yeah. and then after that he says you look like a hooker right yeah. and then she changes clothes again yeah so you you, you can see the her like comments just get to her yeah she doesn't let it roll off her back yeah and mm. just like yeah it sticks with her <sighs> yeah it's like press stick that doesn't roll off her back it just sticks there yeah yeah anyway the <coughs> i'm sure uh, the ladies in the audience won't uh, like this so maybe mm. put your hands over your ears but i feel like this guy had some good points okay uh he I'm trying to think. <laughs> no, no. Okay. He keeps telling her you need to assert yourself. Yes. That's good advice. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um he tells her your appearance conveys something to people. Yeah. Right? And you need to improve your appearance. That one I wasn't sure of. So, it depends on how you take it. Mm. You could say Oh, all right. I need to improve in this area. You know, could you tell me what you disagree with? Yeah. Or you could take it as a offense like, "Oh, fuck me, right?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you think uh, I address awful. So, if she took it as constructive advice, yeah. I think it wouldn't have you know, I didn't think he meant it in that manner like. Mm. Or actually the thing is, again, he's disapproving of her appearance throughout the movie. Yeah. So he's trying to like subtly tell her you know to help her. Yeah. So I thought that was a good point, you know. Yeah. Right. Uh, although the book he shows it to her is from like a a Jordan Peterson guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's very I'm glad because he is the number one waffler in the world. <laughs> he just <sighs> You listen to him, right? He'll go on a on a wild tangent talking about rubbish for two hours. <laughs> He's, he, you know. Um. So obviously, I sent messages to my friends. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, can you listen to the podcast? Let me know what. what is there any? Think? Is there any? Um, Thing we can do better. Yeah, or criticism or, that yeah. that you can let me know. Yeah. And. My one friend is like, "Well, oh, I don't really listen to podcasts. The only thing I listen to is the Jordan Peterson." Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro, there's something wrong with that guy, and not my friend. <laughs> 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 Talking about, <laughs> or maybe both. 
Who knows? <sighs> that's rude. Okay, I'm just That's saying. a fucked up thing to say about my friend. Okay. All right. I'm, I am sorry, precious friend. I didn't mean it. All right. Anyway. Go. Uh, yeah. So, I th- the, the movie is positing that it's not just him, right? Yeah. He, his bad instincts are, like, supercharged by reading this guy's books and uh, watching his videos. It kind of reminded me of, like, the the Andrew Tate followers. You know, it's like... um, Well, yeah, they're very similar fan bases. Yeah. But, you know, one is like a... A weepy old man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> constantly crying about it. just <laughs> nothing. Like again, there's nothing wrong with crying. Yes, but he just cries over trivial nonsense. <laughs> <bro>. He's like <laughs> a lot of different stuff that he he loves to burst into tears. Anyway, Andrew Tate, obviously different personality. Yeah, although you know, I insert oh, the meme. I'm an Andrew Tate fan. Okay, and uh, crossed out. Andrew Tate and it's a picture of the Manchester United <laughs> Andrew Tate oh no. oh no I love that guy <laughs> so there's a I don't know when it was maybe under Solshire mm. but <laughs> they interviewed him and oh. it's like second half of the season we're going on a title charge <laughs> I think about that all the time you know um, I've been complaining that Liverpool are so bad yeah and since this season started, well, we had a very bad result yesterday. Yeah. But I believe that's due to, like, Klopp mismanaging the squad. Mm. Salah played 90 minutes uh, yeah. midweek against Bournemouth. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> so anyway, Salah looked very tired against Luton this weekend. Yeah. Uh, whatever the case is, we're mm. back in a title race. Yeah. So that phrase has been going around in my head. <laughs> Second half of the season, we're going in a title charge, but it's not. We're going in a title charge right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's just one of those things that gets stuck in your head. You know, you can't yeah. stop thinking about it. Yeah. Second, sure. I have to wait for the second half of the season. Then I'll. <laughs> well, you have to say in the first half because that's, you know. Yeah. You're predicting you're going into the second half of the season. Yeah. <laughs> to that, do it. Yeah. That's so, how that works. So I yeah. guess I have to do it now. Yeah. So I'm right to say... Second anyway. half of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing that he's right about mm. is that she could possibly be cheating. Yeah. I I see that. He, yeah. uh, so like he said, you leave at two o'clock in the morning or you pick up a call at two o'clock in the morning yeah okay first thing he said is you need to put up boundaries yeah to say this is my work life this is my personal life which is that's reasonable. also good advice yeah right that's why I'm like this guy had some good points yeah <laughs> sorry if this offends but uh, yeah then his girlfriend leaves him in the middle of the night yes uh, and she says that she's going to her boss but yes. she could be going anywhere. She could. But even if she is going to a boss, he, she could be cheating with, with her the boss. boss. Yeah. Right? And if he already has that idea in her head, her getting the promotion, you know, yeah. could put the idea. Well, you could argue that, like, they're in a relationship, he knows her character. Yeah. You know, but a lot of people in relationships uh, think their partner won't cheat on them and then they cheat around. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, 
that line of thinking that she's cheating on him mm. she possibly fucked the boss to get the the, the promotion boss, yeah um like those those it's it's one of those things where like like paranoid thoughts mm, mm. Like, now i'm not saying it's on her to like help him solve this yeah but it's like this is a very toxic couple by the way yeah <laughs> if they, they if they had sat, sat down and had an honest conversation and said this made me feel bad mm. or you know if they just worked like spoke through it a bit they would have easily <laughs> solved this but yes they they another thing i like is how they i don't know if you noticed it but the camera originally it's like mounted and stabilized and you know shot a regular well not a regular movie but it's shot with stabilization right and then as things start to fall apart it then moves to a handheld it's a little bit more shaky i found that quite cool i don't know if you noticed that yeah it speaks to the like in the earlier it's more controlled and it becomes more manic mm, mm, yeah exactly yes. and then towards the end it comes back to uh stabilized but it's got i don't know exactly what it is like what they've done but it's it's stabilized in a way that makes it feel slightly shaky up until she gets to uh apartment thing and he's there and it kind of creates that tension if you if you do pick it up mm. it's just an interesting thing i saw Right. Anyway, mm. at some point she says we need to fuck. Yes. Do you know what that is? That they need to have sex. That's the closing line of Eyes Wide Shut. Oh. I was wondering if that was a reference. It could be. I need to egg. Mm. Mm. That's actually very interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's very like people dislike it, mm. but I like it. Okay. Sorry if this offends. Also on that It's like um so originally they just have sex whenever, right? Mm. Like they Yes, I was going to uh, yeah, mm. carry on, sorry. So originally they just do it whenever. But like after the promotion, it then becomes either when she wants it or when he wants it. And neither time is really like good for the other person until when does he want it? Um after she gets promoted I don't think he wants it at all. There is one time. When is it? Uh You can't name it coward. It's before the party. Like so obviously there's the party. But yeah, then Yeah, but what happened? Explain it. I don't know. I don't remember. Cuz you're lying. He never did. It's okay. because of uh his masculinity. Mm. It was undermined. So I'm assuming he had some sort of erectile dysfunction. Right? Because that's why like she came in they were kissing. Mm. And then like it was getting hot and heavy and then he just stopped. Yeah. And he had a very flustered face. Yeah. So I assumed it's because it wasn't, you know, getting going up. Mm. That's why that that does make sense. That kind of uh It's the same thing as Spider-Man 2, you know. Mm. uh Spider-Man no more. Yeah. He loses confidence in his abilities. That's why he loses his spider powers, <sighs> right? But so. later on when he starts to feel better about himself, his spider powers come back. So, 
So this it's is the same a... thing with his dick. <laughs> and <laughs> Spider-Man is a a stand-in for a teenage boy, and you know he shoots white stuff out of him. That's the. <laughs> All right, laugh. I'm just trying to do serious analysis here, and uh, they can't hold yourself together. You know, in um, No Way Home, there's the awful movie. Yes, I yes, know it. The uh, I think it's Tom Holland says. So, do the webs come out of everywhere or just your wrists? Because it's like you know, his bob everywhere. Like oh, it, web it, comes it, out of his dick. Could be. What are you implying? Yes, yes, yes. It they, comes out <laughs> of his dick. <laughs> Well, that's so weird. Yeah. Because, like, don't spiders shoot it out of the ass? Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it's a it's a, it's a a cartoon for kids. Yes. I don't know why Tom Holland is bringing up that shit. I a also fucking pervert freak. <laughs> I hate him. He's the worst Spider-Man. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Um, oh, I don't even remember what I was saying. Well, the mother is a huge piece of shit. That is true. Oh my yeah. god. Oh. Ugh. You, bruh. No, I'm not turning up. Fuck you and your fucking party, dog. That don't, is. Don't just plan a party and then tell me I have to be there. Yeah. Like, like I, I know you want, okay, you know if there's a surprise? Yeah. It's usually somebody, they're like, okay, keep this date open. Or like, they're like, uh, we're going to do another thing. Mm. Yeah. So keep this date open. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so <laughs> fucked, bro. I I wouldn't have attended. Yeah. Same. I would have just I had just, a, a nice night in. Yeah. Have a quiet night in. Read Watch some movies. Oh. Yeah. We're very different people, apparently. Mm. Certain people are illiterate, and uh, it really shows. Yeah. Mm. That's me. Anyway. I am <laughs> um, acting wise. Yeah. I thought Elden Einreich. Okay, I'm solo. <laughs> was uh, phenomenal in this. Yeah, there's he was a couple really of times good. where he just goes all in. Yeah. The one is, I don't know what he said, but something about dogs, and then he starts barking. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember now, but it's something like, "We're a bunch of dogs." Oh. <laughs> um. When he gets on his knees, yeah. <laughs> well, he gets on his knees twice. One when he's proposing. Yes. One when he's uh, oh covered in fucking period blood, then he proposes. Yeah. And then in front of that guy, the head of Goldman Sachs. Campbell. What, what's this Goldman Sachs? I don't know. They keep mentioning Goldman. Yeah. So I assume it's another thing, but it's a stand-in for them. Anyway, I, I don't think it's ever really said what company they work for. It's just kind of wow. Like Untitled Inc. Yeah. It's kind of Untitled Inc. But they're competing with all the real world companies. Mm-hmm. And doing well. Yeah. Because that lady said they the best. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and they poached that other guy who brought in 90 mil in a quarter. Mm. Yeah. So I thought it was a year. He, so first the boss says... Yes, I make a joke. Uh, Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, anything else? Um... Not really. Oh, they've got that, like, you know, the whole boardroom thing where it's like only a couple of people speak and the rest of them just sit there. That I found to happen quite often. Well, I guess. At the many boardrooms you've been in. 
No, at the many boardrooms they were in. What do you mean? That's how it works. Yeah. Like, do you just sit down and people shout over each other? Occasionally. Like, if if you're trying to make a point, mm. one person speaks at a time. Yeah. That's how it works, bro. What are you talking about? Yeah, Have no. you never been in a meeting? No. What? I'm, I'm, I'm a not, student. I'm, I'm not even talking about, like, a business meeting. Like, a meeting. No. You're having a conversation. Uh, you don't just shout over each other. Wow. Oh my god, I'm it, moving on because this is... It's like, what are you even talking about, dog? It depends on who I'm having a conversation. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But don't talk for me. Okay. Well, I'm done yet, bro, because this was a very... Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Not okay. a meeting. Yeah, it was just kind of... Uh, I don't want to say rom-com because it wasn't a rom-com. But <laughs> <laughs> Where was the rom? Or the com? There was the beginning bit Look, was the rom. There was some dark com. Yeah. But uh, very little rom. Oh, you know what? Also, the substance abuse. I forgot to mention. What substance abuse? They drink a lot. I guess. Like a substan... Well, they drink a lot. She smokes a lot and um oh there was one more thing oh yeah he he drinks a lot of coffee like i don't know what it means but it's there well they love a fast pace yeah although i I was gonna say the amount of alcohol they drink isn't uh unusual for young professionals at that age really yeah yeah you never been off to drinks? No. What? Right. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so I... So anytime I call you a little child, you say, I'm not a child, I'm a big boy. And now, I don't ask you, have you been to a board meeting? <laughs> You're like, no, I'm a, I'm a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it? Which is it? Which is it? Choose one. Yes. You're a baby. <laughs> All right. Can we move on to recommendations? Wait, what did you write it? What did you write the movie? An eight. An eight, okay. I love the tension. Uh, I love the acting. Like I said, Alden Einreich. Yeah. A.K.A. on Solo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's a guy from Mad Men there. Uh, he's just kind of... Usually with his hands in his pockets and mm. smiling. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he was like walking around with the CEO. Mm. Uh, the CEO. Oh, he's the... Yeah. Also good. Yeah. Yeah. Eight out of ten. Yeah. I had if, a lot of fun with it. If I could give part marks, it would be like an 8.6. Alright. But, 9. Because right. I'm rounding up. Very nice. Yeah. Well, it's what I tell my my kids. You know. mm. uh, 0 is at home, 5 is halfway, 10 is the school. Oh. If you're walking to school and it starts raining, yeah. and you're before 5, it, <laughs> it's better to go home, mm. get a coat, a raincoat, and then walk back to school. But... If you're already at five or past five, you move on just to school because, you know, yeah, you'll be undercover. Yeah, makes so, sense. So, yeah, that's called rounding up. Nice. Or just rounding in general. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> anyway, now can we move on to recommendation? Yeah. So, it was the Gen V finale this week. Okay. Uh, now that I've seen it all, it's not nearly as good as the boys. Okay. I had some, you know, 
high hopes at the beginning of the season if mm. you recall yeah uh, listeners go back <laughs> i was like hmm it's very intriguing let's see how this goes but, yeah uh, it's not as well written and acted as the boys mm. uh, it's actually a little bit juvenile okay. right yeah well <laughs> and like i mentioned a few times it's it's too much like a teen drama yeah um which also kind of makes sense which the boys is making fun of the genre the superhero genre mm. if this was also a satire about the teen drama the tre- teen dramas of like all right but this is just done as a teen drama right <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that that that's what i'm trying to say it's done so straight yeah. instead of uh, taking a turn mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh it's I'm somewhere between a 6 and a 7. I'm still I'm still thinking. Okay. So I'm not allowed to think now. I need to just do uh <laughs> I need to just start shooting. What? It's like a uh, you know soldiers. Mm. They yes. uh, don't have no that's not a good cops. Cops. They just start shooting. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know I watched this video online of uh a baseball game mm. and this guy hits a home run right and there's a police officer there yeah. and like it it hits him like on the back mm. and he turns around and his first instinct was to grab his gun <laughs> 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 well actually no i think oh no it didn't hit him he mm. tried to catch it <laughs> it hits him like on the face somehow and then <laughs> he pulls out a gun because yeah i definitely remember he he had view of it so he couldn't have been hit him on the back yeah yeah but anyway <sighs> i think i've mentioned this a few times yeah okay sorry mm. as one amazon superhero series ends another returns on the same day oh nice uh we got the premiere of In- invincible season 2 okay it's mainly dealing with the fallout from the end of season 1 and you know sets up a few plot points for the season. I don't really know where it's going. Mm. I've never read the comic but uh and apparently the TV show is different from the comic. Okay. But uh again very interesting. Uh, I have Invincible as a 9 or season 1 oh. as a 9. Okay. Uh, I hope season 2 continues that. Mm. Uh illustrious tradition. Yeah, would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, following on on the Blank Check David Fincher series. I watched The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Okay. Do you know that movie? Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, when I was in high school, my parents didn't want me to watch TV. Right. But we had a spare TV. Okay. Right? Mm. So when they went to bed, yeah, I would take the spare TV to my room and I would watch <laughs> you know, all through the night. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then just go to school the next day. Wow. I don't really have problems with the non-sleeping. Really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Mm. Even now, but it was worse when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so one night I watched the girl with the dragon tattoo. Like okay. I, I don't know it was Fincher, I don't know anything about it. I just knew Daniel Craig was in it. That yeah. uh, I like James Bond. Yeah. So <laughs> that is very I watched it and I'm not going to say it was the best movie I've ever seen. Mm. but it rocked my whole shit you know oh. like you know like you've never seen something like this before yeah like uh yeah yeah watch it <laughs> okay i i really love the setting mm. it's my favorite type of setting it's in north sweden oh so it's like very overcast and like uh snowy 
There's some snow, but it's uh, they don't really show it. Huh. Anyway, okay. the right. it's it's the ideal weather, I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a it's a murder mystery, so oh. again, right up my alley. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I I used to have it as a nine. Okay. But on this rewatch, I'm like, huh? What about a ten? What yeah. about that? What about? I'd have to move the game down in my Fincher oh, no. <laughs> in my Fincher ratings, but uh, yeah, I really loved it so much. It's uh, I forget how how good mm-hmm. it is. Fincher's filmography is fucking nuts, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Every week I'm like, oh, it's at least like a eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I think it's only Aliens. Yeah, I bumped Aliens up from a seven to an eight. Yeah, but I'm bumping it back down. <gasps> It's uh, no. Sometimes uh, I get carried away, you know. Yeah. So with the, what's the word? Benefit of hindsight, mm. I'm bumping it back down. Okay. And uh, I'm trying to think. I bumped something another way. Oh, seven. I gave. I bumped up to a ten. I'm bumping yeah. it back down to a nine. Six, seven, and yeah, yeah. So Zodiac, my number one. Social mm. Network, two. Yeah. Even though I don't like the social network, it's just an undeniable masterpiece. Yeah. Three, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Four, the game. Okay. Uh, so the first two are tens. These two are nines. Yeah. Right. Uh, seven. Mm. That's it's... top five. Okay. You don't need to speak about the rest. Yeah. I like Benjamin Button. Yeah. Cool guy. You know, I'm I'm sixteen, but I look a lot older. Yeah. <laughs> He's also from. Uh, the South. I don't know if it's Louisiana, but uh, he has a Southern accent, a thick Southern accent. Yeah. I look a lot older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, and Stellan Skarsgård in this movie is f- fantastic. Okay. But the thing is, there's like, uh, they go into like the characters' lives. Right. Which is good. Mm. If it was like a TV show. Yeah. But like, I feel you could cut some of that out. You could cut like a good 20, 30 minutes out. Okay. And you'd have an even tighter story. Yeah. But because uh, the, the book it's based on yeah. is a trilogy. Okay. So uh, it's, well, it doesn't set up certain things because mm. it was never intended to be a trilogy. Actually, I think it was. Oh. But whatever the case is, they, uh, it's uh, what I'm saying is there's too much. Right. If they had to cut out a bit, it could. That's the only thing that where I'm thinking should I move it up to a ten? That, yeah. That's my that's my only. It's got too much fat on it. Yeah. They just trimmed some. Yeah. We need a lean steak. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't been mentioning this, but for the past few weeks, maybe months now, that mm. I've been watching Bob's Burgers. Oh. This okay. week I finally caught up with the current season. Right. Season fourteen. Okay. Uh, it's way better than Archer, and uh, I'm comparing these shows because H. John Benjamin is the voice of both Bob Belcher and Archer. Right. So okay. <laughs> that's yeah. the only reason I'm bringing that up. Right? <laughs> Makes sense. It's extremely well written and has some really sharp comedy. Mm. It's a lot like Arrested Development in how many smart zingers and puns they get off. Okay. My favorite character is Gene. Right. I think it's a nine out of ten show. Damn. It's a very, very like I was shocked at how good Bob's, Bob's Burgers, Burgers was. Yeah, kind of crazy. Your uh, recommendations? 
Um, I've been quite busy in the past couple of weeks, so. Um, also, have I? Like, that's a very short recommendations for me. Yeah, it's that like, is true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all one, one season, one episode of Gen V, one episode of Invincible, one movie, and the Bob's Burgers was like four or five episodes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I've been busy this week at work. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have a job. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike nice. certain children. No, but I have exams to write. Anyway. Because uh, you're in school like a child, <laughs> but all right. Uh, I watched Infinite, which is... Oh, uh, my God. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark oh Wahlberg. Oh, my God. Marky <laughs> Mark. Mark. <laughs> you freaking died, bro. <laughs> Came back, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. I liked the Boston accents <laughs> yeah yes well the the guy who plays uh, former him was uh, Teen Wolf's friend yes oh I can't remember his name now Styles oh no. you mean the real guy his name is Dylan O'Brien O'Brien Dylan O'Brien yes, yes. but I know him as Teen Wolf's friend oh I see. he was yeah. friends with Teen Wolf bro. <laughs> 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 they went to the same school they, they had some good times together so they're friends <laughs> Yeah, makes sense to me. Yeah. Anyway, what? Yeah. But yeah, just who's, who's the villain? Is it Choital Idio for? Am I thinking about the old god? I don't remember Look, his name. In the same, I want to say summer, but it was winter for us. <laughs> <laughs> they released um, the old god and infinite, which are very very similar plots. Yeah, that <laughs> so is true. I get those movies uh, mixed up. Mixed up. Yeah. So yes. Have you watched The Old God? Yeah. Oh. I'm sure I recommended it at some point as well. Mm, I would have remembered. Maybe. You recommended The Young God. And I I was like... (laughs) I thought, come on, man. (laughs) Let them live. They're they're too young to be guarding. Anyway. uh, You need some experience before you can guard. You can't just (laughs) out the school guard. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I liked the idea of the story more than I like the story I think but I gave it a 7 so yeah pretty decent but not amazing yeah. I thought it was rubbish <laughs> I don't know what I rated it exactly right now but uh, it was yeah, low maybe a 5 I think Yeah, I didn't like it at all yeah that's fair Mark anyway <laughs> carry on no that was it oh that's all I watch. Ah, great stuff. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, give a like, etc. Give all the likes. Importantly, it needs to be a five-star review. Has to be. Please subscribe on Patreon to listen to our movie commentaries. You can find all our links at paysip.com. That's P-A-I-C-I-P.com. Please tell a friend. Tell that friend. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell everyone. And... Uh, this is a, a lot shorter than I thought we would go. Yeah. So like, the reason I paused the episode and, like, went through the Marvel article was because mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> we are waffling too much. <laughs> there's, there's too much waffle. We, like, uh, how about we get some ice cream and syrup to, to, <laughs> to have these waffles? <laughs> and I was worried that, like, we would be here for, like, a two-hour episode. Mm. But now... Uh, uh, I'm trying to hit one and a half, <laughs> and, and we like uh, we said the ending at like one hour twenty. So it's like, yeah. you know, you overcorrect. You think it's gonna be too long, so you you make it too short. Yeah. 
<sighs> you trim too much fat. But that's life, isn't it? It is. Well, you can't trim too much fat. <laughs> you want to get all the fat out. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, some fat like caramelizes nicely, and then it it tastes good. Oh, so you're a chef now? Yeah. Mm. I I I cook, and I eat. Yeah, but I'm saying you don't know what what goes into <laughs> it. You know. Yeah, that is true. You I gotta, just eat. You gotta put on socks, <laughs> and then shoes, and then you drive to the store. And then you Google the recipe <laughs> because you forgot to do it at home. <laughs> you walk around aimlessly. You miss everything and go go to a person and say, "Hey, I'm looking for this thing," and they're like, "It's right behind you." you just turn around. One hundred and eighty degrees. It's right there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, then you spend your hard-earned money. Yeah. You come home. Uh, you cook it up, <laughs> put it in the frying pan, and then you eat it. Right. You only know the last step. Yes. That's the problem. Yeah. Nowadays, children they don't know how to cook food. Back in my day, children they were the chefs of the house. Adults they they were too busy, so the the kids they made the food. But uh, I can cook. These days, the oh, you can make toast. Very nice. Very very good. <laughs> and eggs. Can you make poached eggs? I could try. Boom! You, you can't. You can't. Although I don't like poached. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> again, too much waffling. We need to end the show. Yeah. Goodbye. Cheerio. Au revoir. <laughs>